I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading out of work. Welcome back to Freight Waves Live at Home. It's put that coffee down time where we talk freight sales. It is the freight sales for closers. My name is Kevin Hill here with Richie Daigle. Yeah, and we have some great interviews coming up uh, in just a few minutes with Robin Jackson, Justin Bailey. Uh, but first, we have Salesforce behind us. Let's talk about Salesforce. It's the world's number one customer relationship management platform. We help your marketing, sales, commerce, service, and IT teams work as one from anywhere so you can keep your customers happy everywhere. With Customer 360, your employees can focus on what's important right now, stabilizing your business, reopening, and getting back to delivering exceptional customer experiences. So thank you to Salesforce. And if you're unfamiliar with Put That Coffee Down, we come on FreightWaves TV every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We have great guests as, as always. We're gonna have some great guests uh, later on in the show here, but let's give away something. We should, we should give away something. We should. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want to give away? How about a grill. I, I agree with that, Richie. You should give away a grill. A Traeger grill. The first of many giveaways over the next two days, we're going to do a Traeger grill. And the winner is going to be Courtney Marks, the customer experience manager from Turbo. So yep. Turbo was just on right before us, and Courtney Marks has a Traeger grill. They have more friends now. She probably will, yeah. So we're going to give away a Sonos Entertainment home system coming up at the end of the show. Awesome. It is. Awesome. It is definitely awesome. So it's always good to, to give away things. But we're going to talk about we're going to talk about freight and sales and selling technology. Uh, we're going to talk about visibility. We're going to talk about TMS systems. But let's uh, let's set the table for ocean shipping with a, a sonar chart that we have up here that we use on yesterday's show. It is still as relevant today. Explain it, Richie. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think this sets the stage for, for the first conversation we're going to have. What you're seeing in this chart uh, in the blue line, this is coming from U.S. Customs. These are actual imports that are hitting the ports in the, in the U.S. So we're, we're seeing that information update every day. Um, and what you see in the green line, these are TEUs that are being booked and, uh, you know, inbound for the U.S. So when these TEUs are booked, there's a few days lead time before they're placed on a vessel and Vessels, you know, it's going to take some weeks before they arrive. Uh, so that green line is a great leading indicator for what's to be expected with that blue line, right? So mm -hmm. we can kind of get a, a peek at what import volumes are going to be over the coming weeks by monitoring uh, the, the green line or those, those book TEUs. And what you'll see on this chart, that green line is picking up. And even though imports are already elevated, there's already some port congestion happening. Uh, you know, all signals are pointing to that trend continuing. They are. That they are. We've seen successive waves over the past mm -hmm. year of, of this data of, of, you know, durable goods. People are buying things. People know? are we buying things. We have a chart things. for next, to, to, for tomorrow on tomorrow's show, uh, uh, put that coffee down that we'll do at live at home. And yeah. uh, it shows durable goods and, and imports. So people are buying stuff. 
stuff moves. You got to move it. I know. It moves on a boat. Yeah. When, you, when you're buying all that stuff online, it's got to get to you one way or the other. And that, that journey may start overseas, and that may involve uh, boats and aircraft and trucks and trains and all sorts of things. So, yeah. It does. It, it, it's th- moves. Th- you said it uh, backstage. Things move on a boat. Things do move on a boat. And, and when <laughs> things move on a boat, you have to know where your things are. If you're, and where that boat is, don't you? If you're responsible for the things on the boat, you want to know where the things are, <laughs> when, when they're going to get, when they're going to arrive, and what's going on. And if they're late, you want to know why. And, and you it's, do. You, you need and to set expectations. You want to know, but more importantly, your customer wants to know. How are you going to tell your customer if you don't know? You don't. So no. that's a, that's a perfect segue to, to bring in Robin Jacks right now. He is the Senior VP of International Growth at Now P44, I believe. How are you doing today, Robin? Hey, how's it going? Good to see you all. I know the last, time, yeah, the, yeah, the last time we talked, Robin, it was a, a few months ago at another virtual event that we did, I think our fall event, and you were with Ocean Insights. And now Ocean Insights is, is P44. Describe uh, the, the, that transition, the acquisition. Well, that's absolutely correct. So... I'd say it's been a wild ride, as you can imagine. If you try to merge two very fast-moving companies into one entity, so uh, it's 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 been it's been long nights, it's been uh, many working hours, but the uh, you know the journey's been just tremendous. And I think what's most rewarding for all of us, both on the side what used to be Ocean Insights and also what use what's what's Project Forty Four, is that the customer just really love what we're doing. They appreciate the effort and they're all very excited for what we have in store. That is exciting news. It, it definitely is. So let's, let's talk about visibility. Let's talk about, we, we just had the sonar chart up showing port congestion. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, what are you seeing at the ports and, and just really in maritime shipping and demand uh, over the past uh, few months? Well, right. I mean, like it's it's been a it's been a mixed picture. So uh, clearly, what we see around uh, Los Angeles, Long Beach, is uh, something that's on top of everybody's mind, especially if you U.S. US importer. But uh, I think it's too easy to forget that uh, there are also some other issues around there uh, that do not necessarily just affect the U.S. West Coast. So um, overall, beyond the, the capacity constraints, beyond just um, the the uh, price levels for container shipping. It's been just wild, and I think uh, we've seen that those folks who had invested in uh, visibility early on, before these things happened, had a much smoother ride than those who were kind of uh, trying to figure out what to do now that uh, you know things, things uh, you know problems started to happen. So this is something we can uh, tell for sure. Those who had visibility in place uh, kind of had an overview and uh, couldn't necessarily uh, solve all these issues right away, but you could at least say how bad it is at that point in time, right? Yeah, it's a great point. You know, and you, you bring up one of these buzzwords that's going around the industry, you know, visibility. And visibility can have so many different definitions, right? It, it can mean visibility into the market conditions, visibility into where a container is located. But um, maybe, you know, for, for the listeners at home, uh, you know, explain what visibility is uh, you know, how, how do you define it? What does it mean? What are the benefits that you are providing to your customers? Yes, wonderful question. I think there's so many different aspects to what visibility can do for you. I mean, um, look, either if you look on ocean visibility, if you look road visibility, it's always the same thing. You want to know where is my stuff? 
and uh, you just think about the supply chain of a major retailer. They have billions and billions of inventory value on the oceans, in the trucks, on the airplanes. And uh, I think even in the absence of, of, of uh, having a very clear-cut uh, idea of why you would uh, need visibility, it's always a good thing to know where your stuff is. Let me start with this. But then, uh, if you track uh, hundreds of thousands of trucks, thousands of containers, right, then it's just too difficult to keep an eye on all that. You want to know about the exceptions. You want to know about things that could potentially threaten the integrity of your supply chain. And a visibility service at the core of it brings these things to your attention. We allow you to take action before things go wrong. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, a visibility company like Project 44 also collects tons of data that will help you to make smarter decisions on the procurement side, on the network design side as well. Speaking of collecting tons of data, uh, certainly what are the trends for data collection, data usage going into 2021 uh, into, into the future? Yes, that's a great question. So I think, you know, looking at, uh, looking at different modes, looking at uh, over the road, looking at ocean and air, I think um, we're at the point in the industry where a company like Project 44 collects descriptive data in a very reliable manner, right? So that's really the core of our service. But now it's, uh, you know, we're all about improving our ETA predictions. Customers want to know about ETA predictions all the way from the port of loading, or in fact, from the factory down to um, the delivery point somewhere, say, in the United States, right? So they want to have these end-to-end ETA predictions. And coming up with something that actually adds value, something that's precise and accurate, that's, you know, that's, that's difficult. But uh, we're getting there. And we are very excited about this particular aspect. And then beyond this, of course, it's about leveraging the data which we collect on our customers' behalf to allow for smarter decision-making, also on the procurement level. That's then the prescriptive layer. So this is really what's in store for this year and next year in the visibility world. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so out of, I'm, I'm curious, you know, with, with all the disruption that's happening in the maritime space, it seems like there could be decisions that are being made to start using different ports to start, you know, taking some different routes to get goods and stuff to where they, they need to, to be. Are you noticing any kind of trends? Are you seeing anything happening in the space where uh, some ports or some trade lanes are growing and others are shrinking? Are, are there any notable disruptions that you are uh, seeing happen in real time? Yes. And in fact, uh, we, you know, what happened when we had uh, the port congestion issue, which is once again, sort of persisting at the U.S. West Coast, we saw that some shippers uh, that wanted to get containers into the United States uh, actually chose to ship through the Suez Canal from India, from Southeast uh, Asia. And uh, well, this is, of course, uh, a strategy that backfired. I mean, like the idea was great, but, um, you know, at the same time, we, we, we could see uh, volumes picking up on these, uh, uh, on, on, on these loops. But uh, this is then something, uh, of course, we all know how that story ended. But uh, yeah, beyond this, we, we can just deliver proof, deliver proof that uh, capacity is still constrained, that volumes are still growing, and uh, that we also see the number of blank sailings uh, increasing in certain areas, going uh, decreasing in other areas, for example, in the uh, Trans-Pacific. And last but not least, we see um, that, uh, yeah, we see that, that smaller services are sometimes a bit constrained as well from, from the capacity side. There, it's, it's constrained all over the place, right? It, it, it is just a really hot market for, for maritime and, and the visibility 
uh, aspect of that is is so important. Uh, really quickly, um, before we before we move on, we we talked a little bit about P44 Marine Insights uh, or Ocean Insights. Sorry. Uh, merger, uh, kind of real quick elevated pitch. What is the the value that 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 brings um, to, to to global customers? Yes. Well, look. Imagine you being an uh, like a major importer in the United States. Of course, the ocean lag is something that's important. But at the end of the day, you want to know uh, where's my truck. You want to know when it's going to be at my customers, and you want to know when it's going to be at my warehouse. Let's say in Memphis or Chicago. And of course, uh, this is. The beauty then of a multimodal, a true multimodal uh, visibility service provider that can give you the position of your inventory, your SKU level detail visibility on uh, all you know different modes that you may use. Because a customer wouldn't necessarily distinguish between all those modes. The customer just wants to know, is my stuff going to be on time? Where is it? And that's the question that we ultimately try to answer. And I think with this merger between Project 44 and Ocean Insights, we're going to have, we, we, are, we are the largest uh, visibility provider in the world, and we're going to have uh, the best end-to-end -end visibility in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Robin. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and we'll see you again very soon. Well, thank you. Likewise, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. So, again, Salesforce is the number one customer relationship management platform. We help your marketing, sales, commerce, service, and IT teams work as one from anywhere. So you can keep your customers happy everywhere. With Customer 360, your employees can focus on what's important right now, stabilizing your business, reopening, getting back to delivering exceptional customer service. And That's all about. Exceptional customer experience, certainly. So great technology all around. Always love talking to Robin about visibility. And up next, we have Justin Bailey from Rose Rocket. He's the, uh, the co-founder and chief strategy officer over there. We're going to talk about management systems, that is transportation management systems. How are you doing today, Justin? Uh, very good, thank you for having me. Yeah, so real quickly, uh, can you give a little bit of background about yourself and, and Rose Rocket? Sure, so um, Rose Rocket, we started in uh, 2015. Um, really, it was actually a pivot from a, a previous business um, where we had initially intended to build a, a TMS for uh, shippers, but really what we were struggling with is getting connectivity to um, some of the smaller carriers, even some of the larger ones. APIs weren't really um, a major going concern then, and, and P44 uh, companies like that were relatively uh, new to the market. So we just identified a, a, a pretty, what we thought to be legit problem in terms of, um, you know, with marketplaces, you can see the marketplaces starting to emerge. Um, how are you going to get trucking companies on the internet, uh, basically. So we uh, we started in, I said, 2015 to build a, a TMS for uh, trucking companies and brokers. And um, you know, here we are today. Um, my, my background is is in the space um, in, in brokerage consulting and uh, in LTL specifically. Yeah, so with, you know, there, there's a lot of TMS systems out there. And uh, I'm sure you've heard this question many times before, but, but what, what sets you all apart? What distinguishes Rose Rocket from uh, any other TMS system that is trying to do the same thing? Yeah. So we took an approach early days that was pretty customer centric in terms of, um, and were just, you guys were just using the term visibility and kind of breaking apart what visibility means. So I'll use the term communication. Um, and so 
I think even if I go back, I was just thinking about this before we started talking is if I go back five years, um, we really leaned into uh, customer communication, um, you know, through say portals as, as an example, we've really sort of beefed up that, that offering, you know, at this time, driver, you know, mobile apps and these types of things. I think actually early our product lacked a bit of operational excellence. Um, but as our company grew and we got more feedback from our customers, we started really, uh, I think, getting pretty good at that as well. And so I think simply our, our product really leans into uh, connectivity um, with your customers, with your partner carriers, um, with your drivers. So we're very focused on networks and, and, and connectivity. Um, I think in, in that's, that does set us apart um, where we're a little more, um, again, thoughtful for the people and, and systems that live outside of the business um, and more so than just sort of operationally inside. Justin, I, I've done some research over the last uh, two or three years, a lot of survey research. I think we've talked about it a little bit over the years uh, over the phone. And we find that a lot of, uh, a lot of logistics companies, trucking companies, they, they just don't even use a TMS. Why is it so important uh, for, for, for players in the field to, to, to have a TMS? Um, you know, again, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll bias this with, with the Rose Rocket, you know, uh, lens, but uh, your customers are asking for things uh, to be delivered to them faster, more accurately. Uh, and that trend's continuing. That's, that's not going to go away. You know, Amazon and, and the large uh, e-commerce providers have set an impossible standard um, that your customers are, are expecting from you too, even the small uh, carriers. And just so getting that to that level, uh, you, you can't do that on Excel. And so you really need to be thinking about technology that enables more access to more real-time communication, um, therefore more scalability in your business too. So your options today are hire a bunch of people to throw at the problem or invest in technology to create some scale. And I, and I think that as the problem and those, those demands become more intense, um, you just simply cannot continue to throw people, people at the problem. So you know, as, as more small carriers and brokerages that may not be using TMS systems currently, as they start to you know, become more tech enabled and they start bringing in TMS and other technology platforms, what do you see that trend doing to the overall marketplace um, as you know the the small players become more tech savvy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, my my hope and my thinking is, and our thinking of it as a business in many ways is that that will help um, sort of equalize or normalize the field a little bit. So you know, in this this space, you have you know major major companies that take up a large large portion uh, of, of all the trucks and, and therefore move a lot of the freight. Um, I think as small companies become uh, more tech-enabled, more scalable, uh, more interconnected uh, through the various you know networks and 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 what's available you know out there in the world. So as the world of networks and marketplaces emerges, um, and they become interconnected and have open APIs, these companies become very very nimble um, and and can do things much much quicker and adapt much quicker uh, than your larger companies. So I think it creates a, a significant and meaningful competitive advantage for those small to mid-size, uh, mid-size carriers. Yeah, Justin, it's all about, uh, uh, yeah, it's all about attracting talent and, and driving revenue at the end of the day. Uh, all, you know, all this technology that we have here at FreightWaves Live at home, it's all about driving, driving sales. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's uh, you know, you, you kind of bring up an interesting point in there is that there's this, 
we speak so much in the space around the driver shortage, and as we should, it's 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 real and it's a problem and it's hard. But there's an overall talent shortage that that works inside the building too. So how do you keep how do you attract younger um, staff that's going to want to stay and grow in the organization? How do you incent existing staff? Um, it's you know your business. You lose a you know a key dispatcher who's been doing something for 15 years. That's super difficult in your business, especially if you're a smaller company. They have so much tribal knowledge in their head and and getting mm-hmm. to a place where you can have more of that information in a piece of technology attract younger people with more modern tech stacks um there there is I, I, again i think we overlook um how hard it is to retain grow and attract talent inside the business um on top of the the, the driver problem it is. It's a, you hit the nail right in the head. Where does our audience go to, to learn more about Rose Rocket? And uh, you guys have a demo coming up uh, sometime soon here here today or tomorrow. Cool. So check out the demo and go to our website, roserocket.com, and um, um, we're on LinkedIn and all the other social uh, social channels that are out there. So you know whatever you, you prefer, we're, I'm sure, on the other side of that. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Justin. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, and we will see you again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Nice seeing you again. Always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Always fun. All this great technology is all about cells. It's all about driving those cells. He brings up a great point. Everything's getting faster. There's, uh, you know, impossible standards that are being put onto the overall industry. And so things are adapting. Things are changing. You have to get quicker and more accurate. And you're not going to do that with an Excel spreadsheet. But I'm always always kind of uh, amazed whenever we do these survey-based researches. Uh, especially the carriers uh, and, and smaller brokerages out there, 3PLs that, that don't have a TMS. They, they don't really have any system besides spreadsheets. And Turvo was talking about that right before we came on. And it, it's true. You, you can't get better, faster, leaner uh, if you're not organized. And, and that's really the, the, the tools of tech is to get you organized and get you up to speed, right? Absolutely. And maybe one of these days you can hit a, a Richie Daigle fastball or sinker. Uh, you know, if, if you have enough tech. <laughs> <laughs> but we have another, we have the Sonos Home Entertainment System that, right. that we're going to give away right now. And, uh, and if you haven't ever experienced this, it is, it's awesome. It's awesome sound. You can take it outside with your Traeger grill and, and listen, to, listen to some tunes or a podcast or put that coffee down while you're grilling some steaks uh, or incredible meats. And that is going to go to Hugh McGowan. He's transportation planning ma- manager at Pin Dot. So there you go. Yeah, our voices will be a little bit clearer when you listen to us on the Sonos. It will be. It'll be a little <laughs> bit more clear. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow about 9:30 a.m. for Put That Coffee Down with uh, with two more interviews. So they're going to yeah. be great. It's be fun. Uh, up next is our very own proud president George Abernathy. Uh, talking to Kendra Phillips from from Ryder uh, about uh, technology, investments, VC, and where where that's going. So good stuff. Stay tuned for that. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause win is expensive. I got expensive, cause win is expensive. I've been getting out of work.